Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm the Gareth in the middle, he's the Zog on the left, and he's the Richard on the right. Hello. Although those positions do not reflect our political standpoints. I thought I should say that in the build-up to the general election. Very well. Just, just, I'm not in the centre, Richard's not on the right, Zog, you're not on the left. I like to think of us all as sort of modern-day communists. (laughs) Enough twaddle. Hooray! F1 is back! Let there be rejoicing and happiness! And we all got up at four o'clock in the morning, did we? Tog, did you? As you well know, I'm much better at staying up late than I am getting up early. Nicely put. I recorded it and watched it during the day when I was able to do so without feeling rotten because I got up at some stupid hour in the morning. Richard, do we allow him back in the gang then, even if he didn't watch Mm. the first race live? Please, please. Yeah, because I've missed the first race last year, but on the basis that my Mm -hmm. son was being born... Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a pretty good excuse. So this year, fast forward one year, almost exactly, and I set my alarm for 4.55 because I thought, I can do without the build-up. 4.55, alarm goes off, fall out of bed, pull on some clothes, downstairs, yep. watch the start. My baby boy started crying. He sleeps through the night. Yep. He never normally wakes up. He woke up at 4.15 and woke us up. <sighs> And that's the only time you've been happy uh, that yeah. he woke you up. And so I went and sat with him for a bit, comforted him back to sleep. That happened by 4.45, and I was downstairs Perfect. ready for the race. Now, Perfect. I'm not saying that somehow he knew and that F1 is in his blood, but I'm sort of saying that somehow he knew and F1 is in his blood. Genetic memory. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. And so did we enjoy it, Zog? Oh, yes. It wasn't the greatest race. True. A little bit, you know. Uh, yeah. But after the long off-season, it's good to get back to some on-track action. And main thing, though, can we please have more Arnie in future races? Oh, Do you know what? No. Apart from the fact that it was him talking to Toto Wolf, just, <laughs> just sort of voice twins. Yes. Extraordinary <laughs> moment of coming together of those two, which sadly you couldn't pick up the audio on it. They were on the grid. But then he did the podium thing. Oh, he was quite good at it. Yeah, he was. He was surprisingly good because, first of all, Lewis was obviously surprised to see him there. I don't think he knew that uh, that he didn't was know. coming mm. on and seemed genuinely starstruck. And he managed to ask some reasonably intelligent questions. It's certainly not the worst questions we've had asked on podiums. No. He'd obviously thought about what he was going to ask them. Yeah. And there were things that he knew about, you know, to do with preparation and concentration. I felt slightly sorry for Rosberg, though. So, what does it feel like to come second? Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> not the best like question. Not well, to well, that's quite a good <laughs> question. Oh, no, no, it's a good direct question, but, but, but you know, because nobody likes to be reminded that they've come second. But Arnie only knew Lewis's name. He didn't know Vettel or Rosberg's name. Probably, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. But he obviously does know his stuff, though, because when he ran into Brundle on the grid, without any prompting, he knew how powerful the engines were and he knew they were 700-kilo cars. Mm-hmm. He knew that Vettel had moved to Ferrari. Mm. He, I have he, been doing my homework. Yeah, he, I have he, researchers. He wasn't just a celeb who'd rolled up on the grid. No, not to, at all. So, no, you know, he's, he's obviously interested. He's obviously a fan. Can I just raise a practical question, though? Yes. What was he doing there? 
Great question. Actually, hang on. Did, well, you, did, did you not get that from all the... No, I missed that bit. Uh, he was there for the Arnold Schwarzenegger Iron Man classic bodybuilding. No. Really? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, I missed that detail because I was thinking, I thought he was Austrian. And we're now finding out he's Australian. Oh, okay, no, he's very confused. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he even managed to fit in a mention of the Arnold bodybuilding classic or whatever. During Come to my event or I will hurt you. Yes. <laughs> Here we are, five minutes into the programme. We said F1's back. I asked about the race, and we're still talking about but the stuff it, yeah. that goes around the race. Yeah. Agreed the race, that the race so, yeah. wasn't race the greatest, itself. yeah. But I don't mind that. For me, the worst thing about the Melbourne Grand Prix was the Melbourne Grand Prix. The racing. Everything in the build-up to it was utterly superb. The whole Guido van der Gaard sound yes, drama comedy gold. It was brilliant. Socially awkward comedy gold. I love it. Oh, they went through the rigmarole of doing a seat fitting for him, yeah. knowing full well they were never going to give him a drive. The whole thing's such a mess. It's beyond me how the most legally qualified team principal True. can end up in that position. Yeah. Because Manisha Kaltenborn is a qualified lawyer and thinks she used to be in charge of Sauber's legal department. You know, she yeah. knows her stuff. Well, you know what they always say, that builders' houses are the scruffiest. <laughs> yeah. well, Plumbers' plumbing is always the leakiest. And, and, Lawyers' and, legal stuff is completely all over the place. shaky. And that, you end up with your engineers going through a very angry seat fitting with a man they don't want to be there. If you were Guido van der Gaard, why would you take legal action to enforce your right to race in a car that nobody on the team is going to want you in you know what's his best outcome he wins the case well, I think he wants to take million dollars back doesn't well, he yeah, and, and, and on that if you've given them that much money of course you're going to want it back I suppose you want a seat fitting damn right I want a seat fitting I've paid you eight million dollars <laughs> oh, <Sauber> obviously <laughs> seat fitting you know, made of gold they obviously mishandled it the, yeah. the, the upshot is that an agreement was found just in time not to put Guido in the car and they've settled I believe for 13 or 16 million euros Sauber will pay Van der Gaard I've heard is that actually a mm -hmm. final deal because the last I heard Guido had sort of put his claim on hold this has happened while... since then oh okay right. yeah. someone observed on social media today that with that 13 or 16 million euros he could probably get a drive with Sauber next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well apart from that Sauber already have Three drivers, is that right? Anything up to 12 drivers. I, who does, knows who they promised stuff they, to? They now. don't. Yeah. They don't. They're yeah. just they're suddenly. They're just I'm there. driving the next race, yeah. I think. Well, I've got a letter that says I am. It's signed, Benicia. Those engineers coming down to the pit in the morning and they're just like, oh my God, what's Gerhard Berger doing here? <laughs> I have no idea what's <laughs> happening to them. Why has he, he brought his helmet with him? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why Arnie was there. Actually, you know, not such a crazy idea. I can but, drive your car. I sound enough like Nicky Lauda and Toto Wolf. Same voice, isn't it? Terrific that having got over that minor legal hump, they actually had such a good race. And actually, yeah. yeah. Not liking the colour oh. scheme, though. Still think it looks like a minor league GP2 car it or something. Does like it, it does look a bit cheap. Really, I agree. really poor indie car from a few years ago. I don't know. It's a backmarker's colour scheme, if ever I saw it. But you do recognise it. I mean, it does stand out. That's true. You know, yeah. it, it's not another sort of bit red, bit grey bit white yeah. you no, know no, it's a sabre, I know you do know it's a sabre, which is helpful but I think it just looks a bit tacky 
Mm. Anyway, but they've that's by got, the by. They've got a decent engine, so, but that much is clear, because it's the only way that car will go quick. Any car will go quick in Formula 1 if it's got a decent engine. So the fact that Sauber running with 2015 Ferrari blocks has given them the oof that they need. Admittedly, mm. they're going to put together a car that will support that sort of performance, but they've done that. Poor old any team running a Renault engine at the moment. Mm. Maybe Caterham are better off out of this sport at the moment. They were running a Renault. Imagine how difficult it would have been for them. Also, Richard, I have to shake your hand. Yes. Your comedy gold on Sniff Petrol that rumours were that McLaren had actually paid for Manor to turn up at the race so that McLaren didn't finish at the back of the grid oh, and yes, it to be yes. completely true. Yeah. In, um, I wrote my 2015 F1 guide, which was retweeted today by David Coulthard. Hey. Hey. This is rather good well for well me. Done. Absolutely. Not for anyone else. Yeah, and if only Manor had actually managed to even get on the grid, then the plan might have worked. Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's all complicated. Uh, a bit ugly. They went all the way out there. Mm. And then I just read that Bernie said they had no intention of racing even if you held a machine gun to their heads so I'm charging them for transporting all their stuff there and back yeah he's a generous man isn't he he's such a warm-hearted soul I mean you've got a feel for man they did tremendously well to actually get it together to be able to sort of start this season Mm. and you know maybe they should have just stayed home and got a dispensation to not turn up for the first three races. Is it three races you're allowed to yes. miss? Yes, yes, um, yes. And also to qualify. Without, yeah, without, without getting too much penalty. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they should have just sat the first three races out while they actually made sure the cars were really ready to go. Or maybe they were genuinely optimistic that they could do it. Maybe they thought they really were going to be able to sort those last I few things out. I asked questions about the whole software thing. We haven't got the software to run this engine. We've got to write it. We haven't got it with us. Hang on, the software Can't is... Can't get off BitTorrent yeah. or something? Yeah, it, it must be available as a BitTorrent. Dropbox. Yeah, I've yeah. probably got it in my Dropbox. Have you probably got the software for... I just... I don't know. Go and get engine. the ECU from a Holden Commodore in a scrapyard down the road and see if that'll work. I don't <laughs> understand that. Unless it was... They couldn't get the immobiliser to disengage or something. It's a common problem when you switch an ECU in a car. It's just, yeah, <laughs> I, haven't got that. I haven't got one of those keys with the chip in it. And uh, maybe that was it. But yes, it all seemed a bit weak. But why go out there? Why bother? Well, because I think they thought they would be filling the requirements of participating turning by making up. it appear as if... Yeah, by turning oh, up. That, but that's so depressing. But though. I think you've actually got to turn a wheel in anger, haven't you? Certainly to qualify in Bernie's eyes for your travel money. I'm going to be generous and say they genuinely thought they were going to be able to turn wheels and get out there on track, mm. and they just weren't able in the time they had available and the resources they, they just couldn't fix the things they needed to fix and cobble together the things they needed to cobble together. Depending yeah. on how quickly Guido van der Gaard gets his millions from Sauber, I reckon Guido could be in the manor in the next race. <laughs> So it was a great race. All you guys did great. And that's it. That is the Australian Grand Prix over. Oh, bugger. Step petrol! We've got a Jones on speed! It almost went unnoticed in all the hullabaloo of the Formula One backstory. 
that Mercedes won yet again and Lewis yet again how could it be yet again on the first race of a season but it seems like Mercedes has been winning forever well, now it's continuing the domination mm. of last year and I don't know about you but I can't see anything else happening this year other than Lewis romping home you think he's going to walk all over Nico this I year I do think he's going to walk all over Nico yeah. why because I think he's got a confidence boost having won last year so I think he's going to have a psychological edge over Nico Mm-hmm. He hasn't got a distracting girlfriend anymore. Well, he has been distracted in the past by his personal life. You know, there have been those moments when there's been stuff going on off the track that's distracted him and obviously brought him down, messed with his head a bit. Mm. This time, whatever the reasons for the breakup, it doesn't seem like it's put him in a bad place. He's got his head screwed on properly. He's focused on the job. He's confident. He's got an amazing machine under him. And, yeah, I just can't see Nico being able to really challenge him. They're going to be first and second at most of the races, and mm. Rosberg will beat him sometimes. But I think Lewis is going to romp home. I don't see how Lewis can be so darn quick in that car with such a heavy gold chain round his neck. Have you noticed he wears this rapper's gold chain? It looks really 80s to me. How can he be so quick? Weighed down by such... I'm assuming he's wearing it in the car. It's just phenomenal talent, man. It's just awesome, awesome talent. He's the man. Are you hating or loving Lewis this week? It swings. I love him and I hate him. Yeah, well, he did well in that race. Barely saw him. Really, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Because it's not worth watching a car just driving around effortlessly, isn't it? Which is what it appears to do. Just pop back to see him take the chequered flag with Rosberg tailing along. I agree with you, Zog. I think that Hamilton seems to be quite sort of psychologically in a good place. And he's just got to keep it all together because we know that sometimes he doesn't. And they've got to avoid any shenanigans. No Mm. spa-style clattering into each other. Keep it all tight. And it's theirs for the taking, isn't it? And it just means everyone else is there to pick up the scraps. They will be hoping they'll come together. They'll do something stupid. And then who will go along? Who will pick up pieces? Ferrari, Ferrari, Williams... Williams. well, that's it. I don't know. Well. I mean, did you it's, see that you sort of saw the, the flashes of excellence from the Sauber? Toro Rosso was looking all right. It's not sort of... Toro Rosso, you're right. No, they were looking pretty good. And they've got two good drivers there. Credit to their new lineup. Yeah, Verstappen. The- People say Verstappen. It's not. It's Verstappen. It's not German. Verstappen, if you're Dutch, apparently. Verstappen. Okay. okay. But yeah, Verstappen. It's the word for using a lavatory brush to remove cobwebs. I'm just from, Verstappen. Yeah, from above a window. Are you yeah. Verstappen? No, I'm leaving in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And science, don't call him junior, apparently. Mm. We've been told that. I'm not allowed to call him junior. But the interesting thing going on at Toro Rosso at the moment is that they might well be bought out by Renault. Now, this is really, really confusing because Renault used to be a French team. Then they owned Benetton and they were a British team. And now they're going to allegedly buy Toro Rosso and um, become an be Italian, Italian team. team. Yeah, and yet it's still end? Renault. Don't they need to concentrate on getting that engine to work properly? Yeah, I was going to say, on which note, are Red Bull being a load of whiny babies or not? Yes. Well, Christian Horner specifically is being a complete whiny baby. Because I didn't hear a peep out of him when they were doing well. And then suddenly, because Mercedes have done a better job than anyone else at making an engine that is powerful and works properly, wow, 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 we can't keep up and the sport must intervene to level the playing field. That's not how it works. If you're the manager of Manchester City and you're playing Arsenal and they're beating you, you don't go, well, it's not fair because they've got some better players than us. So what you should do is tell their goalkeeper to go away for a bit so we can score. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's sport. Man up. Particularly I... after you've won your four championships on the trot. Exactly. You know, and not then a peep. Not a complaint. You have a couple of years when you don't do quite so well. Uh, hi, guys. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering, we seem to be winning a bit 
too much. So could you level the playing field? Because you know we feel really bad. Yeah, no, it no, doesn't I've, work I've, like no, that. no sympathy at all. I mean, no, I know. I, I think yeah, I have regret. You take them off with a smooth, and sorry, they've just got to do a better job. Well, already, Toto Wolf has already told them to stop moaning in an interview. He did too. Yeah, and he swore as well. He did. Very Saxon word. I have an explanation for it. I think you identified it beautifully there, Richard. Oh, we didn't hear anything while they were winning. They're just not used to losing. Mm. You know, it's a shock to them. How can we lose? And to be fair, you dealt your cards and you play them as you will. And everyone has been dealt a certain amount of development for their engines and a certain amount of tokens that they can use. Mercedes did a better job last year and have improved on it this year. Mm-hmm. It's up to Renault to sort it out. And the answer there has come from them employing Mario Illion, I believe. You know Mario Illion who formed... Formerly of Ilmore, Ilmore Engines who, with... Who did, oh, I misread that. I thought they were employing Marillion. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> slightly pompous <laughs> rock band. They're employing Marillion as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, they do Kaylee. But who's been singing that? I like, because, I like Kaylee because, too, yeah. yeah. Fish was... Um, Big lovely fish. Fish gave up and then Derek they got yeah. some other guy to... Derek yeah. Dick. They did get some other guy, didn't they? When I was at university, I used to know an intensely Welsh man called Marion. Uh, who really liked Marillion and, and we could never work out is whether he liked them because their names were quite similar or if this was a coincidence what do you reckon are they going to do any repair work this year they've got tokens they can use I, in their engine yeah Renault have got more tokens than anyone else haven't they they've right? got 12 they've, got yeah. 12. they've been yeah. saving them from I'm always curious about these tokens I imagine in my head they look like those ones you sometimes get from petrol stations that enable yeah. you to use the airline thing yeah they look exactly like that you know yeah. they've got a, a groove on either side yeah. uh, and you go to a machine in the corner of the pit you put yeah. it in and then yeah. out yeah. comes a new a better bit. engine and it's, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. a lucky dip you know yeah. hopefully you get a better turbo oh, yeah. maybe you get some slightly lighter cylinders who yeah. knows yeah. yeah yeah that's how it works that's yeah. exactly yeah. how it works yeah. we, they we, keep it quiet but we've found them out we know, we know mm. how that's mm. worked you have 32 tokens which you can use on developing different bits of the engine and depending on which bit of the engine you're applying tokens to it uses up more or fewer tokens so yeah. I guess that basically the more fundamental a bit of the engine it is the more tokens it takes to up Updated, I think. That's, it's like that, a board game, isn't it? Yeah, but it sounds like, particularly from what whiny Christian Horner is saying, that they don't quite know what is wrong with the Renault engine, and the bit they need to develop is the, the engine. Thing. So, <laughs> you know, that, I don't know whether that's a bigger token, like it's sort of the size of a dinner plate, <laughs> to enable you just to you put that into a different machine and a whole new engine comes out. Yeah. But yeah, I was staggered by that Christian Horner thing. I read it a couple of places to see if it was being misquoted, but he was having a proper whine about stuff, and he said that Renault are a bit of a mess, and now Red Bull have booked a dino in Austria, where presumably the dino is more accurate. Oh, yes, sorry, yes. Marillion is going to take yeah. the engine They've to got a rock Austria slash Australia, Australia, wherever Arnold Schwarzenegger's from, we don't know. Uh, and then a dinosaur is going to have a look at the engine because, let's yeah. be honest, it, it can't be any more confused about what's going on than the Renault engine is. We, we have yeah. a very full understanding of what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Uh, um, our old friend and ultra listener, Dave Stebbings, may want to do a drawing of this happening <laughs> in some way, as he sometimes does, because I, for one, can't wait to see that. <laughs> Mr. Alonso, I've looked at your latest test results, and as your doctor, I'm very satisfied with your recovery. Your temporary memory loss is almost gone, and I can sign you off for the next Grand Prix. So you're saying I'm okay to race? Yes! I'm going to Malaysia? Yes! And the car is great? Uh, sure. Nurse, get more of the amnesia pills now!
I think the Melbourne Grand Prix had the smallest grid since Aurora AFX Racing, which I believe were one what scale? Do you remember scale electric is about one one thirty second? It's one twenty fourth or one thirty second. So Aurora is something like one forty eighth scale. So that's a much smaller grid. You see what I'm getting at here? Mm. Yeah. How many cars started in the end? Fifteen. Fifteen. Now, somebody said, oh, no, there was a smaller grid at that infamous US Grand Prix mm-hmm. where... Jordan, Minardi and Ferrari ran. That but that's it. not true, is it? Because Although, because technically they all started and then yeah. they all just peeled off. Yeah. yeah, all but six. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is the smallest grid for a long time, was... I, I don't think 15 cars is disastrous. Obviously, you want more than that, but as long as you're going to get some good racing with 15 cars, that's fine. Well, that's th- but we didn't really have enough racing action there to make up for that. As we said earlier on, the race was rather dull. But everything going on around the race was quite interesting. Mm. And the reasons why those cars weren't on the grid were sort of interesting for a number of reasons. Bottas going off and then... As it turns out, if you've already qualified, is it? Well, he had the issue with his back. They couldn't replace him because, because they, yeah. they didn't have a replacement driver who'd taken part in the qualifying session. Yeah, and it. if you haven't taken part in the qualifying session, you can't make the race. But then, who was it said? Old, what's his name? Pat Simmons. Pat Simmons. Very good impression. Ah, thank you. When God. asked about what would happen if Bottas wasn't ready, yeah. would Susie Wolf as your reserve driver? Take, anyway, we haven't got a reserve driver. No, 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 he didn't. He said, he oh. said, oh, we don't have a reserve driver. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Fuzzy bear. He said that Susie was the test driver. I can't remember exactly what he said. They couldn't tell whether he was just being sort of pedantic about putting the facts straight or whether he was sort of waving off the suggestion but he just seemed to be sort of making the points to quite firmly that they weren't committed to mm. putting air in the car to replace Bottas if he's not there for the next race well he's got two weeks to get well it sounds like he's not in a terrible way it's just that he can't do that getting out of the car within the prescribed time isn't soft it? So- tissue damage yeah. is okay. what they've said so it's no bones or nerves so in two weeks hopefully that will recover and Bottas will be in the car because we missed him from the race I do like Bottas although if, I'm with you there but if it's a disc sort of rather than a muscle thing that could take longer to put right couldn't it from yeah unlimited knowledge it's that soft tissue a disc I suppose it is, it yeah. is well yeah, yeah disc is soft tissue it's yeah. kind of cartilage isn't it but what did strike me was that he really seemed to be walking quite gingerly away from the circuit. But I think that's because he ch**ed <laughs> himself though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In a race suit. Yeah. Oh, carrying oh, it's unseemly because you've got the elastic yeah. around the ankle so it's just a car crash when you finally take it off. I'm not speaking from experience there. I'm just projecting I'm what might happen. I'm reminded but. of the tale of the man whose name escapes me now who raced in the Le Mans 24 hours and he attempted to do the whole 24 hours single-handed. Ah, this was 1954, Good I think, ad. because it was the French driver who yes. was involved in that horrible accident in 55. Yeah. But the year before, he'd been leading the race. In a Bugatti, was it? Uh, no, he, I, I can't remember what he was driving, but he was leading the race having driven 23 hours single-handed because they didn't have rules about you have to have another driver. Yeah. And in his presumably you know, hallucinogenic state at that point, he fluffed a gear change, blew the engine up, and that okay. Would have won. Yeah. But when asked about his toilet arrangements during the race, his reply was green overalls. Ah. <laughs> I thought everything was made of tweed back then. But. <laughs> yes. Not even French. No. Oh. British drivers, tweed. Yeah. French, I don't know. A flannelette of some sort. Race or tool. Or denim. Or something. Racing, yeah. Denim. Yeah, denim. Denim. Yeah. 
Deneen, quite right. Bottas does look like a big baby. If he was wearing a nappy, in the way that Rubens Barrichello also looked like a full-grown baby, a yes. baby, <laughs> so does Bottas. He could have done with a nappy. I would have shit myself after the bump that he had in that car if it's hurt his back. Ooh, yeah, poor yeah, man. I mean, I'd like to see him back for the next race, but if he can't make it, I'd like to see Susie Wolf get a shot. She gets a lot of flack. Oh, she's only in it because her husband is a shareholder of the team, whatever, and she's a girl. And it would be nice if she got a go... Yeah, and we'll find let's, out. Let's see if she can how good she yeah. is in a race. Absolutely, in what we know to be seemingly quite a good car, because um, very good car. Philippe Massa was doing good things with it on Sunday, and, 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 we, Saturday. and you can only imagine what Bottas would have been up to if he'd have not been dry cleaning his overalls uh, during the race. <laughs> and and so you know, if she does get the chance to race, then we'll see. We'll see how competitive she is or not, and and then at least we can make a, a bit more of a decision. Other yeah. options for Williams include, of course, Nigel Mansell, who they always pull in if they're short of a driver at the last minute. I think in that case, if I was Claire Williams, I'd probably just claim the car didn't work and <laughs> just run one again. Sorry, Nigel, we can't find the keys. Yeah, uh, it's, oh, it's no, that immobiliser problem that Manor yeah. had, yeah. yeah. I've still no, got it, I can do it, let me in the car, I can still do it. Can you hear him? Oh, that but Speaking be of competitive or not competitive, McLaren Honda. Oh, wah, 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 wah. what a shame. Oof. Oof. The bitter irony of Jensen Button coming home in 11th and being the only yes. driver in not the whole just... race not to get any points. Yeah, yeah, really. It's just horrible. And in a sense, even more tragically, they actually won't have been that unhappy with that result. They actually managed to get no, to the race. No, I bet delighted they finished. You know, I don't suppose they'd have put money on finishing the race. They said they got uh, lots of data back from that, which is all they're going to get. Yeah, but McLaren say that about everything, don't they? They do. Just put the dishwasher on in the factory and we've got a lot of data out there. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see when Kevin Magnussen's engine went... Sorry, Kevin Magnussen's Honda engine went pop... Did you see? I, I haven't yeah. seen this. Bits, like valves, like great plates of steel oh, yeah, were yeah, ejected. Bits, I haven't yeah. seen it. It was that. properly good, wasn't it? Yeah. Bits. It reminded me like I've seen it out of Memphis Bell when one of those stricken planes is coming back <laughs> and its engines are belching smoke Spewing, and things yeah. are flying off. It. If I was Ron Dennis right now, I would get Mugen on the phone and say, look, you sorted out the Honda engine last time. You took a reasonably good engine and made it really very good, good enough for Jordan to win races. Can you do the same for the mothership Honda this time? Because Honda, you know, you've got to be ready. I think I said this in the last show, you know, if, if any team can weather the storm of development, have got the financial deep pockets to get them through the how many races it's going to take 12 races to get this engine good 10 races 5 races other teams would go under wouldn't they well McLaren might just be able to make I was thinking about this the other day though the thing is I don't know why we're surprised because I feel like we sort of are surprised that the engine is so terrible yeah I thought they would have done but, better at this well, I think because sure. we look back as long-time F1 fans to Honda when they were partnered with McLaren in yeah. the 80s the heady days the Marlborough sponsorship Prost Senna all that stuff and we think they were giant killers they dominated for a period but actually the last time Honda were in F1 they were absolutely rubbish yes, and that's consistently. not guaranteed that Honda are these people who know how who to do F1 right. yeah, but the last time they were in F1 they were trying to do it all they weren't yes. just trying to do the engine and part of their mistake was trying to do it all Mm. and I think they obviously haven't done as good a job as we would have wanted them to do or thought they were going to do but yeah they're going to be they're going to be putting a lot of money and a lot of resources into fixing the problems both at Honda 
Anna McLaren. And let's see where they're at the end of the year, because I've always had more faith in kind of McLaren's in-year development ability than almost any other team. They're so well, good at that. They used to be um, able to be good at that. that when Adrian Newey was on board, they could practically pull out a B-series car halfway through the season some 10 years ago. We haven't what, really... like a car with a B-series engine in it? Like yeah, the Mercedes. <laughs> no, Mercedes B-series. It would be better than the Honda. They would do stuff like halfway, by the time they got to the European season, they would have a Mark II car. Mm. Longer wheelbase, different mm. mounting mm-hmm. positions for all sorts of things. That doesn't happen so much anymore. They tend to evolve what's there. You're right. If any team can develop in season, it's McLaren, but I don't know if that's going to be good enough. It's going to eat into their credibility for next season and the season beyond it adds to the big picture well oh, right. it is tricky for them because this is something that isn't entirely in their hands yeah. it's a Honda engine it's yeah. not a McLaren thing and so Honda have to fix the problem McLaren you know, have been making bits for the Honda engine now have you heard about this they've been providing bits because Honda can't they have yeah, although isn't it as I understand it's been pretty minor bits you know that it's been a seal things like that mm. you know, rather than rather than what a sea elephant or a manatee yeah, no, none of yeah. those. No, no other yeah, major groups of aquatic mammals yeah, yeah. are involved. Otters. They've got that big lake out the front of the McLaren factory. They could have all sorts where of stuff gonna, in where there. How deep is it? We just don't know. No, we don't know. There could be a narwhal down there we don't even know about. A so Honda-branded narwhal. Some more, something that just occurred to me when you mentioned Adrian Newey, I forgot to say earlier on, that did you see Martin Whitmarsh, the friendly skeleton, has fetched up after slinking away from Woking, no longer being involved with the McLaren Where's he team. Ended up? He, he is going to run Ben Ainsley's yacht He's gone the direction thing. of uh, Mike Gascoigne. Mike Gascoigne loves well, a bit of sailing. Here's well, the there's, connection. There's a lot of sort of F1 sailing So Adrian Newey is involved Newey, in designing yeah. that boat. Red Bull said you're a bit restless, hey, you can go and do this little side project and work with Sven Ainsley. And now Martin Whitmarsh has gone on, I was going to say on board, uh, that would sound like an idiotic pun, but uh, Martin Whitmarsh has got involved and is going to be the CEO of the company, the, the team, essentially. But he said, on declaring the news that he was joining them, that if he was Christian Horner, with the problems that Red Bull are having, he wouldn't let Adrian Newey do anything but concentrate 100% oh. on, the, on the team, which I thought was a little bit disingenuous of him. Well, I, yeah. I, do you know what? I think this is Whitmarsh reacting to what we said on the programme, that he's too nice a guy. Yeah. He is such a wonderfully nice and reasonable man. That's why McLaren weren't excelling anymore. And and he's trying to be bad Marty Whitmarsh. I don't know. He probably gets incredibly seasick and he's just too polite to say he couldn't turn down the job. He's going to have a wretched time on that yacht. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you do get knocked about on racing yachts. Mind you, quite, they're, they're, he's so skeletal, he's quite light. And that's good. machines, you know. One final thought on McLaren's problems. You know why McLaren are doing so rubbish this year, don't you? Uh, because they've got a terrible Honda engine. <laughs> no, because they had Sam Michael for the last however many four years. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Those poor people. So they've got some residual Sam Michaelness clogging up the factory. It's an engineering problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Zog. Goodbye. Richard. Goodbye. Me, Gareth. And that was Gareth Jones on speed. But you probably knew that.
send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!